Downtown Community Church. My name is Luke Brigemeyer, and welcome back to yet another episode of DCC Daily, where we share stories and insights that keep you connected to the life of your church. Today, I want to briefly break down one of the core values that guides the direction of our church and its ministries. You see, we as a staff believe in creating a culture at DCC based on several core values of how things should be done. And any decision we make as a church regarding anything from the recent building expansion or to maybe our monthly budget breakdown goes through the filter of these values. And these aren't values that we arbitrarily selected from some online list of good, churchy sounding things. These values are what we believe best shape our church, DCC, in our unique time and place to make us look more and more like the body of Christ. And today's value, better, not bigger, can be seen all over our decision-making and all over the life of Jesus for that fact. Essentially, what this means for us is that we are constantly striving to get better. We will experiment, try new ideas, stop old programs that are still quote-unquote successful, but in pursuit of getting better as a church. We do not have meetings and goals of getting bigger, but we are convinced that in the process of getting better, God often gives growth. To better illustrate exactly what this looks like, I want to share a real-life example from the business world that perfectly exemplifies this idea. I came across a few years ago when our lead pastor, Ben Kempfer, was going over this specific value with us as a staff. And you know Ben, he reached deep down in his big old bag of fast food-based examples and shared this quick little story with us. But first, I want you to close your eyes and imagine you're back in the mid-1990s, baby. Maybe you were absolutely killing it in college with a flowing mullet that, you know, was only like 10 years out of style at that point. Or maybe you were in middle school and waking up to Save by the Bell reruns every Saturday morning. Myself, most likely just a little old fetus at the time, at best a newborn, but I'll take it. It was the good old days. But for Chick-fil-A founder Truett Cathy, he was entering into the first real competition the company had ever faced. Believe it or not, it was from an upstart fast food company called Boston Market, giving Chick-fil-A a run for its money, literally. And you might be thinking, isn't Boston Market just that hodunk restaurant by Staples on North Monroe? Literally, in a city surrounded by what feels like hundreds of Chick-fil-A's. And the answer to that is yes, and if we fast forward 25 years, Chick-fil-A clearly won this fight, to nobody's surprise. But the key, the key is to see exactly how they did it. You see... Boston Market in the mid-1990s had huge expansion plans and wanted to be a billion-dollar company by the year 2000. And this made some of the Chick-fil-A execs really nervous at the time, and they thought the only way to fight off this challenger was to keep up with their growth rate. Literally, go one-for-one with them in terms of opening new restaurants. This tension hit a boiling point one day in a Chick-fil-A boardroom filled with all of their VPs and marketing people. They were all strategizing about what the best growth plan looks like, but the big man himself, Truett Cathy, sat there silently at the head of the table, barely engaged at all. When then, all of a sudden, Truett began banging his fist on the table, getting the attention of every last person in the room. And he says, quote, gentlemen, I am sick and I am tired of hearing y'all talk about us getting bigger. What we need to be talking about is getting better. Because, because if we get better, our customers will demand that we get bigger. End quote. If we get better, our customers will demand that we get bigger. 
And with those words, ladies and gentlemen, the history and trajectory of fast food in the South was forever changed. But get a load of the incredible wisdom in those words as well. For both the business world and the ministry world, it relies on the inherent truth that people want good things. Things that are genuine, things that are true, things that bring life. And we may not want them in the moment because often they initially come with pain and hardship and lack of popularity. But we're hardwired as creatures created in God's image to strive for things that are better. And when places, be it a church or a Chick-fil-A, provide it, we flock to it. And maybe the best place within the Gospels where we see Jesus doing this is in John 6, when he just fed 5,000 people and was reaching the peak of his popularity among the crowds. But then, Jesus decided to hit them with some hard and confusing truth. Truth on what life in his kingdom would actually look like for them. He tells them, quote, Very truly I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. For my flesh is real food, and my blood is real drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so the one who feeds on me will live because of me. Basically, Jesus told them that the only way to the Father, God, is through eating his flesh and drinking his blood. In other words, it can only be done through walking the tough walk that Jesus walked, a path that eventually landed him nailed to a Roman cross. After he said this, scripture says, from this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. Jesus knew that there was only one way to God. And instead of distilling down that message to something more palatable, Jesus doubled down on the authentic truth of the Christian life, a life consumed with the person of Jesus, no matter the consequences. But what this cost Jesus was the immediate growth of his ministry. An easier path, one where Jesus was only, you know, kind of Lord. And one where, you know, you obeyed his messages, but only if it didn't conflict with what your head was saying your heart was feeling, that path would have gained many, many more followers. But it wouldn't have been better, and therefore it would not have been what God wants for us. But because Jesus chose better over bigger in the moment, we as disciples of Christ some 2,000 years later have grown far, far bigger than that 5,000 person crowd that Jesus commanded. And this, just like with Chick-fil-A, is because Jesus put something out there so much better than what the rest of the world was offering. And because it's that good, we can't help but see all that it has to offer and to bring our friends along for the ride as well. Jesus chose better in the short run, and through our partnering with the Holy Spirit, his church became so, so much bigger in the long run. Let us continue to live out this value as a church body and trust that God will make big what he wants to make big. We just need to be fully committed to being better. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of DCC Daily. Remember, you can keep up with our church via our Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube to access previous sermons. As always, tune in with us both in person and online services every single Sunday. And in the words of what Jesus would most likely have said if he was around today, go forth and eat more chicken. <laughs>